Hi, it's Michelle. Thank you for joining me for this segment of the Holy Spirit You Channel podcast. The meditation for today is this. The Bible is speaking to all of us at the same time, and yet every one of us individually, all of us at once, and yet each of us individually. We so often tend to look at the Word of God and we use it to judge others or tell them what they need to do, when in fact, the Bible was written to us collectively and, most importantly, individually. Without the individuality, there is no collective. Without each of us, there is no body. Without all of us functioning properly, the body does not function properly. When we talk in terms of being when Jesus approached the Pharisees, he called them a brood of vipers. Why? Because they knew the word inside and out. They could quote it. They could tell you chapter and verse. They could tell you who said what. They knew the history. They knew who did what. They had knowledge. Knowledge puffed up. What they did not have was love. Love builds up. So it's only to the degree that God is able to use the knowledge in and through Christ by the power of Holy Spirit that he has given us to build others up that it matters what we know. If we're only using our knowledge, that's where judgmentalism comes in. Judgmental. Pharisaical. The same thing. The Pharisees wanted to appear to be something that Jesus stood before them and told them they were not. And even when he said it, they were offended. What we have to learn now more than ever is that the Bible applies to me personally and it applies to you personally. You can no longer use the Bible to judge someone else. Judge not, lest you be judged. That's not talking about observe. That's not talking about know the difference between sin and righteousness. That's not talking about know the difference between light and dark. We are supposed to know those things. The difference is how we use that information. Are we self-righteous? In the sense that, oh, this is in the Word, so I need to go tell, or this applies to so-and-so, or I need to tell them what the Bible says. You don't have the right or the authority unless you are being led of the Lord to share something with that person about their life that is going to build them up, not crush them. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. What does that mean? It means that my intent is never to hurt or harm or endanger anyone. If the Lord gives me a word, I'm going to share it. But the person that I'm sharing it with is also going to know. One, if I know them, let's start there, that God loves them. And two, that whatever word he has sent me uh, to them with, is for the purpose of challenging them to seek him on their own. Not me. Seek him. The same should be the case with you. If you are an equipper, by the way, 
and you are using the information that people share with you privately. I don't care whether you have a public position or a private one. I don't care whether you have a title or not. There are many equippers that, are, that will never be known to the world. But when people share information with us on a confidential level, they are expecting to see the love of Jesus Christ. They are not expecting you in all of your foolishness beat them down or abandon them. Now, if there are reasons that we have to separate because the person is rebellious, they don't want to listen, that's one thing. Even in that, we have to be able to say, look, I love you. If you want to talk and work this out, then I'm here for you. But you're not in that place yet. I understand. Let me know when you're ready. This is not about anything but you and God and me and God. Period. Anybody that says anything other than that is lying. Because in that day, whenever that day is, you will have to stand on your own two feet just like I will be. And our own two feet technically before the Lord should be our knees. We should be bowing, prostrate before him. We should be doing that now. Do not think you're going to either get into heaven or do into heaven, do in heaven, if we get in. Some of the things we're doing now. The purpose of what we're doing now is to practice being obedient so that he might extend to us his mercy and his grace. Continue to extend his mercy and grace, which is manifested in a direct invite into the kingdom. Do not think that some of the things you are thinking, I didn't say saying, I didn't say doing. I'm not talking behavior. I'm talking thought process. What you believe is going to allow you to step through the door of the kingdom. And if you understand that Christ is present now and begin to measure yourself or to see him as a reality now, it'll help shape your behavior so that you are able to in that day, hear the words say, hear him say the words, well done, my good and faithful. Are you doing well now? Are you good? Nothing good in us is, anything good in us is Christ. Are you faithful? If we are faithful, it's by his spirit. Flesh profits nothing. No flesh shall glory in his presence. Is Christ a true reality? Is God, first and foremost, is God a reality in your life? Do you understand that there's something bigger than you, bigger than me, bigger than us, bigger than we? Do you understand how you were able to get up this morning? Do you understand that it was not possible without God? Do you understand all that he has given to demonstrate his love for you? And what he asks for from us is obedience so that he can partner with us, co-labor, collaborate, co-labor, collaborate with us to reach others with his love, with his grace, with his mercy, with truth, with honor, with dignity, to build others up. Don't ever read the Bible again and think it's for someone else. 
Start with you. See your own ugliness. Because when you do that and you understand that the stand, the only standard is Christ, right? We should encourage one another. We should come alongside one another. We should love one another. We should provoke one another to love and to good works by his definition, not by ours. The good works are not things that we do. The good works are, are come out of obedience. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and soul and strength. And if you do that, then you will love your neighbor as yourself. You will have the love in you to love others with. You will have the spirit of God flowing through you in a way that that love will be evident and palpable. If you hate your neighbor, your brother, your sister, who you can see, God says, how can you say you love me? Because the test of your love for me is how you treat them. Read the Bible for you. The Lord will show you what applies in your specific situation because we all have sin. We were all born into a condition called sin. We were all born into it. So we may not have the same types, but we all got something. And the degree to which we are willing, he says, to everyone is given a measure of faith. That means we tap into that faith. We believe God that he is, and a rewarder of those who diligently seek him for deliverance out of that condition. Don't ever read the Bible again for someone else. If the Lord has a word for someone else, he's going to make sure you're in a place to give it. He is not going to send you leaking your foul, ungodly, unholy things onto someone else. If that happens, that's because you did it. You're operating in a different spirit. The Lord is not going to serve himself up on dirty dishes or through dirty dishes, dirty vessels. He has to cleanse and make sure we're in a place first. We don't have to clean ourselves, so to speak, before we go to him. Think of life as a spiritual dishwasher. We go in dirty, we should come out clean. They shall come out as pure gold. Through the t at trials and temptations, those are cycles, seasons, cycles, spiritual dishwasher. I'm not making light of it, but that's a, that's a parabolic thought, using what we know to understand something that we don't know and can't comprehend, and that we see as either mythical or we just don't believe at all. We treat God as if he doesn't exist or that he's not paying attention because he can't, we can't see him. But he always sees us. Our job is to humble ourselves before the Lord. To repent of sin and to say, I receive your spirit. And let him do what he does by the leading of the spirit. Every breath, every gift, every talent, every ability. He put those in us for his use. Every gifting for his use. He's given to each one the way he needs to use us, not the way we decided to use it ourselves. When you read the Bible, read the Bible first and foremost to receive your daily bread. If you are filled with the Spirit, then Holy Spirit will illuminate to you the parts 
that you need to, he will show you the places, the crooked places. It's an ongoing process. I'm not, I'm not having or doing this podcast because I've arrived. I'm doing this, this podcast because I've been in the process for a long time. And I have a sense of the process. And I'm sharing that with you because clearly, based on some of the things I see in here, we just don't get God. We're never going to get him. As deep as he is, as wide as he is, as all-encompassing as he is, the more you search him out, on the one hand, he says, the more you seek me, the more you'll find me which indicates that there's always going to be seeking and there's always going to be finding. He's infinite, eternal. On the other hand, we can operate in presumption and say, well, because we did this for this many years and because they did that for this many years and because we went to church like this and had church, we don't even know what it means, to be honest with you. We have no idea because we've never wholeheartedly repented. And we've never come into one place as repentant souls. That hasn't happened since before um, the uh, day of Pentecost. There have been outbreaks of repentance. You can tell because there's always a revival. If it's a true revival, you don't have to have a tent. It'll break out because the body comes together as one in repentance before the Lord, on their faces before God, thanking God for his mercy asking for his continued grace, and then he does his thing. Let's take this seriously or stop talking about it. Let's take it seriously or sit down. Let's take it seriously, our love, not just for God, but for one another. I can tell if you love God by how you treat other people doesn't mean we don't have a day. We all have a day. But when I have a day, I'm trying to have it privately. I'm trying to have it privately. And if I'm in a public place where I feel like I'm having a day, I'll try to get to someplace private so that the Lord can deal with me, so that I'm not spewing things out of my mouth that do not represent him. We have to be intentional. This is an accident, and we have to stop being reckless with people's lives, with the souls he sent us here to help win. We need to repent privately first. And when we go into public places where we're using the name of Jesus, where we call ourselves a collection or a gathering of believers, we need to be repentant there. We need to repent of sin. That is the public confession we need to make. It doesn't mean, mean everybody has to go down the list. You know who you are. You know what you do. We all do. It's not a place. It should be a safe place. It shouldn't be a place where you're trying to get one up on somebody else so you could use it against them later. That's not the spirit of Christ. We need to repent privately and publicly. We need to come together in unity. We need to allow the Lord to build the house not made with hands. He always has a remnant, by the way. The question is, are you part of the remnant? Only he can ask, answer that. Do not presume to know. I have an assurance, but I don't take anything for granted. I do not take advantage of the grace. The grace is not a license to sin. So you have to be intentional, and you have to be repentant, and you have to act like God is, because he is whether we want to believe it or not. And he is with you at all times, whether you want to believe it or not. 
He knows your thoughts, whether you want to believe it or not. So anything that I say is only to challenge us, even to dare us to treat God like he's real at all times, to honor him, to honor his name in Christ, which, is, which he gave, he said, I've given my name to the word Christ by my spirit. We are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit since the day of Pentecost. Let's do this. My name is Michelle. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.